Welcome to the new year, Rookie Coaches, and episode 22 of Two Guys, One Dice Cup, and it's entitled Hot or Snot. My name is Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and hopefully in the new year, I'm joined again by... Phil from Arash's Cairns. Yeah! I think you've given up the pause, or are you going to make a longer pause as the year goes on? Is that your plan? I'll build up to uh, just like... 20 minutes of silence uh, yeah. by, the, by, by the, the end of the, of the year. year. Yep. The Christmas yeah. special. There'll be a 20 it's possible. Minute, yep, 20 minute silence where you can fill it with um, eating, drinking, cattle singing, uh, waiting for Phil to acknowledge my existence. Being merry. Um, yep. Delete is applicable. Delete is applicable. Well, Horuki coaches, the title is Hot or Snot. Uh, so to open up our account this year, we are going to be talking about the snotling. Um, team when we get to the rookie coaches section maybe not yeah. the most um, high powered team you'll encounter but it's definitely got a play. <laughs> it's going to be entertaining yeah I think they've got some potential in certain rule sets um, for sure and I think if you play them a particular way in the league you could probably do some damage with them as well Yeah. Uh, but yeah it'll be interesting to see what, what routes we've both gone down in the in those uh, formats mm-hmm. for sure we'll, we'll definitely find out uh, in the coming episode and hopefully we'll tick off a lot of the boxes find out um, how we've both done over Christmas and New Year but yeah. one thing we should say did you get your booster jab? I'm triple vaxxed like some yeah. sort of motherfucker I am also triple vaxxed rookie coaches and other listeners go and get a vaccine jab Go and do I think it. I, do it, do I it think for the communities. I think I was triple vaxxed uh, last time we uh, we had the podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely had it in December. Um, yes. But yeah, I, even more so uh, typical that uh, my oldest daughter has just been COVID to the max. Um, and I'm supposed to go offshore tomorrow. So uh, we'll we'll see. Let's see how that goes. Uh, yeah, no, um, definitely. Um, I, I am a pro vaxxer. Inject, inject the vax. I suppose there's another thing we should quickly cover off um, with Christmas having been and gone. Uh, did you get any stuff? Stuff that's relevant to our listeners? We don't care about socks. We don't care about socks and booze and stuff. Oh, I, that's right. I got um, uh, Frankenstein, um, the star player, um, and I got uh, Rattus Tatterskin, the Cawdor, um Necromunda hired gun. So I think that was the only two hobby things yep. I got, really. What about yourself? Um, my wife confiscated packages as they arrived for me. Uh, and asked what was in them so if rookie coaches might, or the listeners might remember I ordered a couple of boxes of um, miniatures from A Song of Ice and Fire, there was a 50% discount they were Mm -hmm. intercepted and wrapped, all of a sudden they were a present (laughs) oh wow that's lovely yourself got fired Um, but my wife also got me a subscription to uh, War Games Illustrated which I thought was really nice alright okay, yeah that's nice Um, She'd seen me being picking up a copy every sort of every other month in the supermarket. Uh, I didn't have the heart to tell her. I was only buying the magazines that had free models on the front, <laughs> just <laughs> free stuff. 
Um, <coughs> but she, no, she thought like, something I'm obviously reading, um, which I am. So I got a subscription for the year. So thought I was something informative as opposed to, you know, the room full of models uh, that I'm currently swimming in. Yeah. And, oh, the other funny thing, uh, I messaged yourself about it, but obviously the coaches don't have any idea, but I managed to pick up a, a IKEA debt loft display cabinet for free um, from our local uh, community pages, community social media, uh, oh, and my local living area. Uh, and it's in mint condition, perfect. It's actually in better condition than the two I already own, which have done a couple of house moves. So, uh, nice. It's amazing. Always so, good yeah. when you can pick up something free like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even remember how much they cost these days. Um, like 60, 70 quid, I would imagine. But, yeah. You know, to be able to pick it up, bring it home, dust it off, give it a clean, uh, get it constructed all on the same day was was good good score. So it's another, um, another cabinet I get to fill with. Well, I was going to say unpainted models, but I'm actually pretty good for having lots of painted models at the moment. So Painted yeah. crack. Painted crack. Talked about painted crack. I suppose we should tell the rookie coaches and listeners what we've. Um, well, oh, actually, it's on the games front. Have you have you done any gaming? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Uh, we kind of paused um, the Aberdeen League uh, for January, obviously, with uh, Omicron, the transformer that hates everybody. Um, smashing its way through the population right now. Uh, we gave it um, and gave it a kind of a week or a month off rather. Mm-hmm. Um, we're intending on going back in February. Um, uh, but no, we no, I haven't done anything. We had our AGM and stuff, but other than that, no, fucking nothing. About yourself. Hey, look, I am on a big fat zero as well. Um, for very similar reasons. I uh, was going to arrange a sort of social bolt action day at Common Ground Games in Stirling, but decided with December or Micron uh, festive season just to sort of table it. Uh, and the same for January as well, you know, didn't didn't want to push the guys into, you know, coming along for any gaming. Uh, ended up not doing any online gaming at all, just I think I spent some extra time with the, with the family. Um, which I think everybody can really understand. Um, yeah. So, no, rolling dice wasn't really a thing, um, sort of, all of December, but I have to say, uh, and myself and Phil spoke before we started recording properly, that looking forward to the year, there's a lot of optimism for events and tournaments coming up. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, it's so frustrating that the Blood Bowl UKTC is on April the 2nd and 3rd um, of the year in York. And uh, at the moment, my wife hasn't been able to secure the time off. Uh, I would obviously be going with Phil um, as part of a team, so I've had to pull back from that just so that Phil's got the opportunity to you know, make sure he can fill my spot. You know, people all understand. You're a replacement. Yeah. Troll the internet for... Warm bodies. Yep. <laughs> For good good guys. Um, but on that same weekend, 
there are there's the Danish Open for bolt action. Uh, there's a strong rumour that the Welsh Open in Cardiff for bolt action will also be on that same weekend. And the British Historical Gaming Society have got a big um, bolt action tournament over two days as well. And I think it's in Nottingham. And so it's just this big, big splodge of events all in the one weekend. It's like, ah, really? That's great. But, you know, couldn't you have just spread them out one weekend at a time? Um, you know, there's a couple of one-day events for bowl, for bowl action in Scotland getting planned. And I see there's been, for, for Blood Bowl in Scotland, there's a bit of a shuffle of dates for, um, oh, what was the event? Not Mulligan's Cup, is it? Mulligan's, Mulligan's Open. Open, yeah. Yeah, the Mulligan's uh, it's, Open. It's moved to April, um, unfortunately, the week before the NAF Championships, so it's unlikely that I'll be heading down to Mulligan's this time around, I don't think. Of course, the NAF Championships is Thailand, that's the 23rd, 24th of April, isn't it? Uh, no, it's the 30th and the 1st. The weekend of after, May. right. Yeah. Of May. I thought it was in April as well. Ah, it's 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 at the it's at the end of April, start of May. All right, I'll tell you some stuff. Sorry, straddles the, those two days, whatever the two I, days are. The yeah, I thought you said very first. Like, sorry, my bad. Um. <coughs> yeah, no, it's um, um, it's at the back end of April, start of May. No, I, I think there's a, you know, something. It's and it, it's just the way it is. Like, I think folk are just kind of. Going and 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 setting up tournaments and just booking them in, and there's not at the moment there doesn't seem to be much uh, sort of coordination around what's happening, uh, which is mm -hmm. fine, you know. Folk folk are desperate to get playing and uh, and do their thing, and you just got to kind of roll with it because these things, some of them won't happen, some of them will. Uh, hopefully, everything will open up a bit more as the year goes on. Um, and we, fingers crossed, hit endemic stage of uh, coronavirus. But um, yeah, no, we'll we'll get we'll get there. Um, so with with all that being ticked off and a complete and utter lack of gaming, uh, surely to Christ, you've actually managed to paint something, build something, or dare I say it, who have you been spending your money? Oh God. God Almighty! Um, so, do you, yeah, do you want to start this one and be honest, or do you yeah, want to start this one and be honest? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. Um, I've okay. done. Should we do the painting bit first? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, done... we'll guess. We'll guess money later on. At the end. Yeah. Um, I've done a fair bit of painting actually. Um, finishing off some stuff. I got. Um, I mentioned some plague bearers last time. Uh, finished them. Um, just before Christmas, I got the uh, new Rotbringer Sorcerer uh, for Nurgle mm -hmm. for Age of Sigmar. I painted that. That's done. Um, I finished basing uh, McNugget's uh, Lizards. They are looking I, particularly nice. I, I think they've come out okay. I mean, we've all heard me whining about uh, how uh, much of a pain in the dick they were to put together, but yeah, they look—they they do look nice. 
um, when they're painted. Um, the I've started painting and have got like probably about eighty percent of the way through the uh, like Fermic Nugs again for commission. Um, I did a Bretonian team uh, way back, uh, right at the start of COVID. Um, so best part of two two years ago now, um, when Bretonians were still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I painted a Brett, a Brett team for him. Um, but when when it became evident that uh, GW were switching to Imperial Nobles, and uh, from that, um, I had a chat with him, and we uh, sort of picked four models, and I painted them. I've just started painting them now to allow him to use them as either Imperial Nobles or uh, humans. So I've just painted two catchers, an ogre, and a thrower for him. Um, so yeah, they're they're coming along quite nicely as well. Yeah. I think the early pictures that you shared, um, the faces are looking really nice. They're they're you know um, to say that they're an improvement would you know be wrong as long as using your previous painting have not been good. But there's a distinct difference in the the standard of the faces. I think. Yeah, I think I'm, I've kind of uh, had more face practice on human style faces in the past kind of year. Yeah. Um. Uh. But um. Yeah, it's worth. Uh, 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 ah, it's been it's been kind of fun. It's been fun getting them going again, and I've actually managed to turn them around pretty quick. I think. Um, I've only maybe done a. A weekend's worth of work on them, uh, so hopefully yep. I'll get them done uh, fairly soon. Um, I think is that it, or if I painted other stuff. Oh, I, so I after winning the um, um, Aberdeen League with the undead, going seven one zero with them, um, kind of felt like I should probably play a lower tier team uh, this season. Um, but I was I was wasn't really kind of sure which one to do, so I've said to um, um, I said to everybody in the league, well, like if I put up a list of teams, will you you can vote on them? Um, and I bundled up about maybe about seven or eight teams that I one fancied building or painting, and two hadn't played much of, um, and. There was snotlings were in there, um, and then also vampires, and everybody picked vampires. So I've got, I built, uh, I've built the Willy Miniatures vampire team, ready to be painted. They're the next sort of thing after I finished McNugs's, um, um, humans. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to painting them. I'm gonna try and get them done a little bit quicker. Uh, a little bit of a challenge for myself to do them quicker, but that, that's mm-hmm. about it for the, on the painting and building front. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah considering <coughs> considering it's the festive season, that's still pretty successful, mate. Yeah, I've probably spent more time doing that because of the fact that we're not been sort of doing anything playing wise. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been. Good getting it, getting a few things finished off. How about yourself? What have you been painting? Um, well, 
Still playing away with the Confederate tanks. Uh, nothing too exciting there. Um, there's like two little armoured personnel carriers, a big tank and a little armoured car thing, so that's ticking along. I'm sure I got about 10 basic infantry left to finish. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned them the last time, but um, for the Confederates got them finished. Uh, I um, putting all the base colours on the Black Orc team because uh, they're going to be I'm sure I've mentioned before but the alternate sort of Scottish colour scheme with the the yellow uh, and the red lion rampant and yeah. uh, I think in previous episodes I mentioned that I got the scale 75 leather uh, and sort of woodwork paint set yeah so that's right decided I'm going to do a lot of the sort of clothing and belts and stuff in, in a dark brown leather so uh, you had mentioned that the scale 75 paints are quite thick yes they absolutely are they're a lot thicker um, you know so put a bit of medium a little bit of water to thin them down but their coverage is really really good yeah uh, really good coverage they do a hell of a yeah. shake though because otherwise oh. you end up with uh, a lot of the transport medium that's in the bloody thing yeah, coming out yeah. uh, the clear stuff yeah so yeah, yeah you've got to shake those mother hundreds yeah. I mean, I've I've got one of those little um, Vortex mixer things, so that does the hard hard yards for me. But the one thing I I was um, I was having a drink. uh, I'd had a few drinks, and I was decided to crack in. I had like a spare twenty minutes left, so I thought, oh yeah, I'll just fire some of this down on the wet palette, and I'll um, start laying some base colours out. And I, you know, twisted this hop off the dropper bottle. I'm squeezing and squeezing and squeezing, nothing's coming out. I was like, oh, wow, fucking hell, these are thick. Put it back in the vortex mixer, 30 seconds, take it back out, squeeze, 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 squeeze. And I thought, how how much force am I going to have to put in it? So I actually pushed really hard, and then it popped out the sides. Nice. The, the fucking nozzle was sealed. Yeah, you have to you pierce have to it pierce with it. a pin. Yep. What <laughs> the fuck? Amazing. I was absolutely because you know then I had to get the kitchen roll, mop up all this brown paint. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Um, so yeah, just a warning. I've never encountered that before from any paint manufacturer. Um, no, I've, yeah, I've, so, I've, encountered, I've encountered paint blo- uh, nozzle blockages uh, before, which oh, resulted block? in exactly the same as, yeah. as what you're talking. Except I shot the nozzle off across uh, <laughs> across the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blockage, blockage is fine. Understand blockage. I've got a yeah. couple of um, paper clips that lie around the table just for stabbing down. But when it was a brand new paint, I was a, I was completely um, at odds. But obviously fixed it. And, and as I said, the the coverage was really impressive. I was really impressed with it. Um, so it's been it's been good to sort of use different a different company's product to experience that. Something else that occurred though during the uh, the festive period was that the Bolt Action World Team Championship Players Pack finally arrived. It was ridiculously late and I won't bore listeners with my complaints. Um, but it's set in stone what the the army restrictions were. So uh, I had to create a new list and a new army to match to match the restrictions. Because um, I'm I didn't have anything that I could take or wanted to take, so uh, 
and I knew that was going to happen anyway, so I had the miniatures on hand. But I thought, I'm trying to push, I'm probably sure I've said this before, I'm trying to push my hobby more in areas where um, I think there's growth for it. And one of the areas is the basing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the Confederate Army is a sort of Martian red crust basing with, you know, a couple of different bits of foliage. Looks cool. The, um, the German Army I've got is a sort of wet mud with grass and fresh snow on top. Looks pretty good. Uh, my previous Soviet Army was just a grey gravel with some... Uh, autumn leaves and that's about it. It was basic. So with this new Soviet army uh, going very sort of um, uh, city fight urban you know destruction type thing uh, so building the bases with cobblestone cobblestone bases sandbags, battlefield debris, broken fences, broken lampposts um, I am going to uh, cut up, um, not plastic card, but you know, blister pack cases, and there's going to be like shards of broken glass on the bases. There'll yeah. be there'll be um, oh, what do you call it? Shell casings, you know, all that sort of you know, think think Stalingrad, you know, Battle of Berlin, uh, that style of thing. So building the bases individually, and then. Once they're painted and once the model's painted, I'll pin the model into them. So it's almost like creating a, a miniature diorama on its own base. And, which is great. You know, it's great fun building all these bases. I've, I've been, and I have knew I've wanted to do this for a long time. Um, so, you know, I've gathered up all the resources. Uh, Tamiya do, uh, like, road sign sets. Um, you know, bricks and rubble and you know tank traps and I've got rolls of world barbed wire and you know all that all that good stuff. Uh, I even bought a bag of little twenty eight millimeter bricks. <laughs> Fucking sad. Uh, you know so I'll I'll pin them on um you know and break them up so they're like broken bricks and brick dust and you know what is a lot of work. Uh, so I've built twenty five bases so far. The most amount of work, though, has come from uh, having to work with Warlord Games Metal Miniatures, which is my own preference. I like metal models because I'm, I guess, I'm a little bit old school. Um, but the range that I want to use only come in metal anyway, and that's the uh, Soviet naval troops. Um, mm. So, in particular, battlefields uh, that were in cities the if there was any Navy ships that were docked, they would be trapped there. So their sailors were called off the ships, given rifles and told to, um, you know, get on land and get in the fight. Uh, so I've got a whole bunch of them. And those miniatures come with a, a round, flat metal tab attached to their feet. So that, you know, you can take them out of the box and they can, they can stand freely without being put on a base. Uh, okay. You know, so it's usually about the size, like half half the size of a one pence piece, attached to their feet, like the the flats of their feet. 
Uh, and what that also means is that if you just stick that on a base, that actually gives them a little bit more height from where the miniature is. You know, so it's not a slower base type thing. And then you have to build the base up to meet this this little lip thing that's attached to them. Um, obviously, that's a detriment to what I want to do. So I've had to get the clippers and the files out and detach 40 models, mm -hmm. I think. Detach 40 models from their, from their metal tabs without damaging their feet or bending them too much. Dead set. Uh, I'm going to reach over. I've got it all collected in the little tub. If the microphone can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sending it back to Warlord Games and asking them to melt it down and make me some more models. <laughs> here's, here's some free metal, but um, so I've talked a little bit longer than I thought I would do about it, but I've got them all pinned uh, just up on paperclip pins, and they're pinned into little painting bases, so they're all sort of floating in the air. And then they're all in various stages of um, uh, undercoat and xenophil highlights, so there's no actual colour being applied to them just yet. But that, that will get there. Um, the problem that means, though, and I've only done this with one other army in the past, the problem it means is that I cannot play the army, can't play test it, I can't use it in its unpainted form, uh, because there's not actually any infantry attached to a base until they are 100% complete painted. Yeah. So, 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 so it's, um, it's not, it's not like I don't know the army doesn't, it's not going to work. It's not that I don't know how to use the army. It's just that I, I have to wait until it's 100% complete before I actually get to test it out. Um, so, a little bit frustrating. But it's a great motivator to pull my finger out and just keep chuffing along with it. Ah, uh, you're right, I guess. It's, uh, at least you, you know you can't you have to do something to to be able to use them. Like yep. it's not like the old, uh, uh they're they're part painted. I'll just use them anyway, sort of thing. It's uh, oh yeah, it's got more. Yeah, it's got more. Got caught in that trap so many it. times. You yeah. know, back in the day, <coughs> you would get your new army. You paint the HQ; it'll look brilliant. You paint the big tank. Fuck yeah, cool big tank. You paint a unit of infantry. Brilliant maybe a, a transport for them, and then sort of uh, base colour oh, a little bit, oh, let's use them. And then all of a sudden, you're using them every week or every weekend, uh, and you lose interest in them before they're finished. Yes. Yep. Killer. It's a killer. Yeah. Gotta be careful with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um but that's yeah. that's the extent of my hobby, which is um, doesn't sound busy. I also built uh, two little tanks, three armor personnel carriers. Sorry, four armor personnel carriers. <coughs> and the most irritating thing about one of the tanks was the turret, including the gun, uh, was seven pieces. Fuck off. Uh. I can hate shit like that. Yeah. 
pain in the arse. Right, cries in seven piece skink. Just yeah. Fucking, I, I, yeah, not not a thing. And in, individual think, jaws. Yes, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, no, it's um, it, it's frustrating when you you can see um, obvious uh, failings in in people's thought process for yeah. these things. Oh, yeah. I just remembered, Phil, another dumb thing uh, from the previous episode was um, when we were talking about money spent and mm-hmm. I went and spent money on different uh, different suppliers to get involved in their sort of New Year's Eve, you know, spend 20 or £30 pounds and we'll draw out, you know, a name and you win all this stuff. I didn't win fuck yeah. all. Bricks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't win anything either, but yeah, I didn't. Buy anything like that, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you do have to be in it to win it, um, but yeah, all right. So, speaking of money, um, I suppose we should uh guess the fuck out of how much money we spent. Yep, I, I'm gonna let you take a shot because I, you know what, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna cut the suspense for you for this one. I'm on a donut. Zero. You spent zero monies. I have spent zero hobby money. Total zero. I suppose that, I mean, that's not entirely unbelievable, given the um, given the time of year it is and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, but that leaves you. Yeah. And I think I I'm a little bit. I think I'm a little bit out of touch with what you've been spending on this this month. Yeah, I've I've. Uh, it's been an old hammer heavy month. I thought it had. Honest. Yeah, I thought it had. So we're going to pitch. Going to pitch at one hundred and forty pounds. Uh, not far off that actually. No. Close. Okay. Higher or lower? Higher, but Higher. N- not by much. Yeah. Okay, so one hundred and fifty-five. Uh, close enough, uh, about 160. Oh, good. But yeah, I mean, it's all been kind of opportunistic old hammer purchases, um, like either folk getting rid of stuff at the end of the year or, or the start of the year. Um, just before the end of the year, I managed to pick up one of the kind of uh, first dragon ogres uh, mm-hmm. for reasonable amount of money. Um. I just sent a like a speculative uh, offer to the guy, and he accepted it. Um, so that that was good. Uh, I got a unit of ten uh, Marauder Chaos Thugs. Um, I Marauder Miniatures Chaos Thugs. Yep. They came. They came up on um, um, the Facebook uh, Old Hammer page. Oh, that's a dangerous um, place. I managed to get uh, them quick because uh, I'd been looking for them for a while. I missed out on a set um, about maybe a month or so ago. Um, so I got them for a pretty good price as well. Um, I picked up, I think, one. I, I only need two of the um, um, Realm of Chaos era Nurgle champions now. There's there's only two that I'm I'm not I don't have. That's really good. Um I got a couple of random things. Oh I bought um um 
I'm kind of looking. So I mean, I don't know if, how much I've mentioned about this on the the podcast or whether I've just mentioned it to to you guys in chats and stuff. I'm trying to build like a a chaos old hammer army. Um, so I mean, my general kind of rule for it is that stuff has to be at around about twenty years old or older uh, to fit into the the niche that I'm looking for. Um, and I picked up a. I wanted a dragon. I was looking for dra- at dragons and sitting thinking, well, it's, I, I like Nurgle stuff, but there's no Nurgle dragons. And then I was flicking through stuff of legends and saw the zombie dragon for Zacharias the Ever Living, and thought, oh, yep. that looks pretty good. Not interested in the rider at all, but if I could get a hold of the dragon on its own, that'd be grand. And I managed to pick up the dragon for a pretty good price as well. Um, and have managed to sort out a rider for it as well. So I'll have like a centerpiece Chaos Lord on Rotting Dragon. Um, which should be fine, you know. And so like I've got I think I'm trying to think with if there's any other kind of small smaller purchases. Oh yeah, I got a couple of uh, the Marauder miniatures, uh, Chaos Dwarves as well. Um so I'm just kind of building like little units and stuff like that to uh, to kind of do it. And the the intention is at some point over the next uh, couple of years is to start painting that as a separate army. Um, maybe to use in Warhammer the Old World if if rules allow. If not, just to play uh, old WFB games with uh, yeah. Huntley Loon. I think, uh, but yeah. That's a really good idea, um, you know, sort of pre-planning for Warhammer Old World if it happens, but, um, you know, I think we're at that stage in our age <laughs> age or hobby life that just casual gaming for some systems with, with good friends is, is preferred. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's all stuff that I remember, um, um, and and kind of liked at the time or didn't buy for whatever reason being a kid at the time. So it's all nostalgia yeah. stuff for me. And I know like Gordon's got like a treasure trove of uh of stuff. Um he seems to have like two or three different armies um from those eras, uh, at least. And then uh Hipster Potter's been um I think he found a bunch of goblin spider riders and uh, has been picking up some more forest goblins. Uh, so we've definitely got a little a bit of interest in our, yeah. in our group for the older Warhammer Fantasy Battles sort of stuff. So well, yeah, me, it should be interesting. Me, the plan for that is always just the 3D print that um, Kingdoms of Mercia, a Bretonian army. Yes, um, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm actually a little bit further along. I've actually got the next desk into my hobby room and the printer is still in its box, sadly, but the printer and all the other stuff is actually in place where it will be unboxed and set up, so I am getting closer to actually having that um, happen. Um, yeah, fingers crossed you get uh, you get out uh, and sort of set up soon. Yeah. Printing like away. It's, it's starting to get there now. Like I've managed to move a lot of the boxes out of my hobby room. Um, I've got my 
got a big flat screen set up, got my PlayStation 3 and my PlayStation 4 um, hooked into it. I didn't even remember packing a PlayStation 3, I thought I got rid of it years ago, but um, I unpacked a box and it was right there, so instead of getting rid of it, I just thought for nostalgia, I'd just keep it. Yeah, I've still it's... got mine. Um, it's, yeah. it's, our, it's our Blu-ray player. Um, I haven't played a, an actual PlayStation 3 game on it since uh, my oldest daughter was born, uh, seven yeah. and a bit years ago, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it does get used for Blu-ray every now and again. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, it's come to that point where it's not worth overly much for resale value, so, um, you know, just, it works just fine, so, uh, you know, and I, can, I connect my laptop through to the television as well if I'm actually doing anything else sort of gaming-wise, or, um, so no, the, the setup's coming along, I'm getting a bit more comfortable, and uh, I've also found more stuff that I just want to sell. Uh, just to start filling up the the coffers for this coming year. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a few bits and bobs that I'll be um, shifting on this year. I think as well. I need to go through a bunch of things once I've settled down at work and not having to go offshore uh, three times in the next seven weeks. Um, I'll hopefully get a bit more time to sift through stuff and start. Mm-hmm. Listing it on in eBay or whatever, or the, the groups if it's old enough. Uh, yeah, meet the criteria. So yeah, no, um, that's about it. Then we're kind of at the uh, um, the rookie coaches section. Yeah, well, I think we should probably just dive um, straight into rookie coaches and start talking about the Scotland team. So let's kick off. The coaches then, we're um, obviously here to talk about the Snotling team, uh, but this could go anywhere, Phil. Yes. So yeah. for our rookie coaches, and um, for any new listeners that have joined us, uh, whenever myself and Phil talk about a team, uh, we talk about uh, the team and its league format, so we, we write a roster, and we've got a thousand... Uh, gold pieces or whatever weird currency you want to try and build it in uh, to build a league team uh, from our chosen race and then we each also draft a tournament roster and the rule set that we use is the uh, currently the 2022 NAF Championship rule set um, yep. just so that it always provides a bit of consistency um, our bosses when you compare them to you know the previous ones that we've done in other other podcasts. Uh, and so Phil, what um oh, of course the other thing we do and this will be exciting, whose turn is it to read through the the roster? I don't know. Oh fuck. What was the one we did last? It was corn, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Fuck I can't mm. remember who did that one. I We'll man up, and I will read through the roster first. Yeah, this is a yep. this is an, abs- an absolute howler. So, rookie coaches and other coaches, we are um, looking at page 126 of the rulebook, and we're going to read through the Snotling team um, positionals. So, bear with me. Ah, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Here we go. So. 
zero to sixteen Snotland linemen. They cost fifteen thousand gold pieces each. Move five, strength one, agility three plus, passing five plus, uh, AV six plus. They come with dodge, right stuff, sidestep, stunty, swarming, and titching. Primary skill access is agility. Secondary skill access is general. Then we've got zero to two fungus flingers. They are 30,000 gold pieces each. And they are move 5, strength 1, agility 3+, plus, passing 4+, plus, uh, armor value 6+. Plus. And they've got bombardier, dodge, right stuff, secret weapon, sidestep and stunting. Uh, primary skill access is agility and passing. And secondary skill access is general. Then we've got 0-2 to two fun hoppers, 20,000 gold pieces each. Movement 6, Strength 1, Agility 3+, Passing 5+, AV 6+, Dodge, Pogo Stick, Right Stuff, Sidestep and Stunting. And they come, uh, Agility is their primary skill, and secondary skill is General. 0-2 to two Stilty Runners, they are 20,000 gold pieces each. Movement 6, Strength 1, Agility 3+, Passing 5+, Armor Value 6+, and they've got dodge, right stuff, sidestep, sprint, and stunting. A primary access is agility, secondary access is general. Then we've got a zero to two snotling pump wagons. They cost 105,000 gold pieces each. Movement four, strength five, agility five plus. They do not have a passing trait. Their armor value is nine plus. They are dirty player plus one. Juggernaut, Mighty Blow, plus one, really stupid, secret weapon, and stand firm. Uh, primary skill access is strength, secondary skill access is agility and general. And then we've got zero to two trained trolls. They cost 115,000 gold pieces each. Movement four, strength five, agility five plus, passing five plus, armor value 10 plus. They are always hungry. Loner 3 plus. Mighty Bow plus 1. Projectile Vomit. Really stupid. Regeneration. Throw teammate. Primary skill access is strength. Secondary skill access is agility, general, and passing. They can get team rerolls for 60,000 gold pieces each. Classified as tier 3. Uh, access to an apothecary. And their special rules are bribery and corruption, low cost linemen, and underworld challenge. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of uh, a lot of shit. Um, yeah. I don't think I should have to read any more again this year after reading that nonsense. <laughs> hey, hey, I think we're probably even after me having to do the goblin one. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's more there's more than enough of the goblin one to cover for that one. Um I think it's worth mentioning the low-cost lineman thing because uh, we haven't come across that um so far in our chats um yeah very much so so the the low-cost lineman one for our rookie coach site there that that's um um where teams uh it, it's specifically more about league play this doesn't apply to um uh, tournaments unless stated in the real pack somewhere um generally but the um uh, the the team 
the linemen of the team, which are in this case the snotlings, the the fifteen k ones, uh, don't count towards uh, current value. Uh, their current value for purchase doesn't count towards the current value for team the team itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that you would add to it when you're calculating CTV is if they've got a skill. Um, you'd add the cost of the skill, and that means that you get a lot more inducements, basically. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's worth bearing that in mind. Uh, and then you've got the bribery and corruption one as well, which is once per game when rolling argue the call, you can re-roll then uh, you can make a re-roll and then a natural roll of one, um, yeah. which is kind of handy as well. Um, especially <laughs> since you're likely to be doing a lot of fouling as well. So, yeah. Yes. Well, after you reading through that, I suppose we should. Uh, have a look at the league teams, I guess. Um, yeah. I'll, do you want me to take a stab at mine first? Absolutely, yes. Right, so... I've, I, I'm have i attempting to min-max this. I'm, I'm a dirty min-maxer. And I don't hate myself. Because if you want to win anything with this team, I think you have to do something like this. Um, so I would be taking two trolls... For 230k, uh, two fungus flingers for 60k, 12 snotlings for 180k, and three rerolls for 180k, and that comes in at 650k. And that's it. Wow. Okay. What about yourself? And then once once we've heard yours, we can explain the the reasoning behind the way we've gone. Well, I'm hoping my calculations are correct here. So I've got two train trolls, mm-hmm. two Snotland pump wagons, the two stealthy runners, the two fun hoppers, the two fungus flingers, and four linemen, three rerolls. Two assistant coaches, one apothecary, and that the total value of money spent is eight hundred ninety thousand. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. Um, but it presents actual value, obviously with the um, low cost lineman. Actual value is um, eight hundred thirty. Yeah. Yeah. See, my my actual value is. Uh... Uh, hold on. Um, fucking four hundred and thirty, uh, four hundred and seventy, or something like that. Yep. Yep. Well, there's yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll, it's four seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Let you explain why that is, but I'm, I'm sure we all know why that is. Yeah. So I, I've obviously gone with the snotlings, uh, heavy on the snotlings front, which obviously don't count towards current team value um so like i'll explain why i haven't selected certain things um i haven't bothered with pump wagons two reasons i hate the model put uh, hate in terms of putting it together so fuck that thing um but also I, i don't think they offer very much value for money um in the grand scheme of the team they are cool in terms of what they could do um but 
a combination of really stupid and secret weapon um, on a 105k piece. Yeah, I'm not so keen. Um, I think they probably that you could probably get some work out of one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I, d- I don't think I would ever take two. Um, the Stilty Runners and the Fun Hoppers. Now, neither of them have Titchy, um, so they're not getting the two plus dodges through tackle zones in the same way um, that they're unskilled brethren do and I don't think I don't think Pogo Stick offers enough given that, I mean, yes, you could potentially jump into a cage and three dice uphill uh, your opponent um, but yeah, I mean that, the chance of that coming off are very, very slim very slim um, the Stilty Runners Yes, both the Stilty Runners and the Fun Hoffers have got an, an extra square of movement. Um, but to be honest, I I don't care who I'm scoring on in this team. Um, so and it wouldn't it wouldn't be any of them. I'm looking at inducing, like making the most out of inducements. Yes. So I'm at 470k. I'm going to be getting. 530k's worth of inducements on most teams in my first couple of games. And that's without even dipping into my 350k's worth of treasury that I've got left. Um, So, I mean, I'm going to be looking at inducing... Generally speaking, I'd choose from amongst the following. um, Riotous Rookies, uh, which is uh, 2d3 plus 1 extra journeyman snotling. Uh, snotlings for the team so that can take you above your 16 Uh, if you're really lucky you can end up with 7 extra snotlings so that would be 19 snotlings for for me (laughs) it's a lot of snotlings snotlings. and coupled with swarming as well so because I've got 12 snotlings with the way that the swarming rules changed so that you have to have uh, you could only have as many snotlings swarm onto the pitch as you've got, um, like actually in the 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 team to start with. Um, yep. It means I can max out on that rule uh, rather than just having to suffer with getting one or two on. Um, so that that kind of helps a bit. Uh, I'd also be looking at picking up bribes. Um, should it allow, but then I'd also be aiming, I'd, I'd hope to kind of look at maybe um, inducing uh, once TVs start getting further apart probably Hack, Flem and Morgue I think um, yep. I know they've gone up in cost like Hack, Flem's up to 210k and Morgue's up to 380 now um, so that's 590 but I mean I could afford that and um, riotous rookies and at least one bribe if I dipped into my treasury in my first game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have enough money for for Morgue, I'd consider Varag as well. He's 100k cheaper. He's a strength yep. five piece with mighty blow plus one. Uh, you know, like, there's... You could you can min-max this team. I've still got three rerolls. I'm not touching an apothecary. I don't give a fuck if any of the snotlings die. The <laughs> trolls have got regen. Um you'd kind of hope that works uh, most of the time. If not, 
you try and make sure you you save enough you save enough money in the bank to replace a troll, and that's it. I don't see there's any point in um in sort of if if a if a snotling skill ever gets any points enough to skill up, um. Am I keeping it? Maybe depends what the skill is. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, um, I think that's that's the way to play for me personally. I think that's the way to play them competitively. Um, I don't think I I don't think if if you go full toys, I don't think you're going to get to play them competitively. Well, the reason I went full toys was to have a lot of fun with them because. You know, to play them competitively, you have to do what you've done. Yeah, which so is I mean, I, just, I, 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 which yeah. Is, you're pretty much just using the Snotland team as a vehicle to deploy inducements and star players. Yeah, um, I mean, I've still got the fungus flingers uh, in there. Yeah. I'm still expecting to do a little bit of uh, um, bomb flinging shenanigans uh, just for shits and giggles. Because yeah. no, I mean, with, them, with them having access to passing, it, it opens up a few. Interesting kind of combos. Yeah. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. What you've done is is fun as well. But I just, if I was going to be playing in a league, I just want to experience the full snotling um, toolbox that, that they come with. Um, so that's that's my reasoning for for going down the the path of the roster um, that I've done. Uh, you know, I'll still get inducements in the same way, but yeah. in the same way, but. I'll still pick up inducements on this one, um, but not to the same great extent that you will initially. Um, and you know what? As as the team develops, as stuff dies off, you know, will it just get replaced by a, you know, another lineman to increase that gap? Probably. Yeah, you know, I think with the, with the full pump wagons and the trade trolls. I mean, that's um, uh, two thirty. 450k's worth of stuff that could die. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's quite expensive to replace. I mean, I, I get you get the, the reasoning behind you going down your route as well, you know. I yeah. mean, the pump wagon's there to be taken. And like I said, yeah. the fact it's got dirty player plus one, I mean, it, coming towards the end of a drive, it's kind of like a shit death roller. Uh, it's exactly gonna, what it is, yeah. You're just gonna chuck a cheeky foul in here or there, um, precisely. Uh, if, you, if you don't feel really stupid, yeah. I suppose for the rookie coaches from a league perspective, if you're taking snotlings, you're not playing to win. You're playing just to take part, have a lot of laughs, and see how much damage you can rack up, um, both for your own team and and your opponents. You know, yeah, my, my, yeah, absolutely. My vision for this team, should I ever take it, would be uh, if the pump wagons die, they don't get replaced. You know, for every big toy of mine you kill, you make the next game for my next opponent even harder because then my, um, you know, inducement star player toolbox gets bigger. Yes. Great. No problem. Um, So the one thing I think we'll both... I agree upon is that if there are any rookie coaches or other coaches that are planning on on running a Scotland team, make sure your miniature collection has got all the star players that you need. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, 
there's we will touch on the star players towards the end of the the sec uh, the whole rookie coach section like we yeah. normally do but there are a few in there that are worth taking actually this is one of the teams where they've actually got quite a good range of star players that can do a a, a range of different things depending on your uh, your opponent some will just put the fear of death in in a team mm-hmm. um like if you've got morgue with his uh, mighty blue plus 2 um lining up against like a team that you'd normally find a, a, quite a bit more difficult if you can knock down and take out two players a turn um with uh, mighty blow even if you're just stunning them um you're, you're just causing all sorts of problems but then there'll be teams like um like slow teams where you can just induce hack phlegm and just run rings around them and chuck a screen of sidestepping snotlings I think we've mentioned it again, uh, previously when we were chat, chatting about ogres and stuff like that, uh, but like these motherfuckers, like you get three dice on them pretty much every time you hit them. Um, yep. But but they do have dodge and sidestep, and you will find yourself pushing these little pricks around <laughs> like, like nobody's <laughs> business. Uh, like I've, I've seen me chuck nine plus dice uh, at a snotling and just not being able to remove it from the pitch or knock it down and then roll a four on the armor or something stupid like that yep. you know it's um yeah it's uh they are they do they do totally self-destruct over the game like you'll end up even if you end up like like me, you probably end up with uh, at least seventeen players plus. Um, like you're probably going to have about half of that in the casualty box or the KO box by halftime, easily. Yeah, put um, them on put them on small bases. Yes, yes, um, but yeah, I think I think. <laughs> They're a deceptively competitive team, though, because you, I mean, you can min-max them, like the way I've kind of uh, looked at, um, to maximise the type of uh, star player input and stuff to make them a bit more competitive. And I think they they succeed at that where, like, say, goblins fail. Like, goblins really suffer um, from min-max, and you, you lose the things that make a goblin team good if yep. you try and min-max them. The issue they currently have is a star player availability, which has been resolved a little bit recently. A little bit, yeah. And yeah. there's the two there's there's the two new, uh, or I say new. They're bringing out two new models for uh, Fungus the Loon and mm-hmm. uh, Bomber Dribbles not uh, soon. So that at least they're coming back. Uh, but there's a few others that have kind of come out that are uh, usable for goblins. Yeah, yeah. I I just find. I would put, I would go out on a limb here and say that Snotlings are probably quite close to being up there as the best stunty team. Um, it would be a, a a fairly fairly kind of interesting to see how they do versus Halflings uh, once mm-hmm. you've got a much much longer sample set and once uh, uh, tournament. Uh, Sort of tournament packs stabilize a little bit more. Yeah. Um, halflings are obviously pretty pretty good, but I mean they don't have the two plus dodging um, 
that uh, Snotlings do. They do have access to some good star players, like your Griffs and your Zara's, or no, Carla, Carla, sorry, um, and Deep Root. Um, but I think, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, I think it would be interesting to see how that stacks up. But they're definitely better than goblins. And I think they're, I mean, pretty much everybody's better than ogres. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's an interesting team. Yeah. Um, well, what about, what about skills? Because, like, we're, we're kind of, unless you've got anything you want to say I, more on your. I didn't bother writing anything in for skills. Yeah. I didn't think anybody's going to make it. The, this um, was the, the quickest one for me, for sure, for sure, in terms of what I. I was thinking, but do you want to go first for yours? Uh, no, I generally didn't write anything in for skills because I was really? convinced that nobody would make it. So I I felt that it might actually be worth with these guys chucking block on at least one of the trolls, um, yep. saving up for a secondary. Um, but other than that, because I mean, they're the only ones that are going to accumulate um, skills who have got any staying power in the team. Like everything yeah. else is just going to die. Um, so I think you probably might want to take guard on one, um, maybe stand firm. You might want to consider taking uh, grab um, or um, strong arm for um, throw teammate. Um, we haven't really kind of touched on that because you're probably going to be inducing hack phlegm quite a lot and he's going to be scoring most of your touchdowns. But you do have the, the throw teammate option um, should you acquire it. And hack phlegm actually opens up quite a good synergy with through a teammate because he's got quite a good he's good at picking up the ball he's good at moving the ball because of his speed so he he covers some stuff that snotlings lack i mean because snotlings are move five they don't really have they can't cover much ground if the kick's deep um mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh th there's loads of there's loads of options there you can one turn with uh with hack Flem, of course as well uh but the um I think for everything else, if a snotling got a skill up, I think I would probably just random skill them. And if none of them got, if if it didn't get diving tackle or uh, sneaky git, I would just fire it and rehire. Yeah, well, that's the great um, thing though that they they come with so many agility skills built in. So when you randomise it. You know you're you're going to keep spinning the dice until you land on, you know, something that you don't have, and the chances are, yeah, it should be sneaky. Yet, I think sneaky gets the only really good skill here. Like diving tackle is useful with uh, with uh, sidestep, but I mean, like I said, they're getting three dice on them; they will fall to bits at some point. They'll go down. Um, as soon as uh, there's tackle in the league, it, that uh, having dodge becomes. Arbitrary uh, there as well, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah. If you, I think... if you if you encounter a dwarf team, you're just going to get absolutely mauled. Oh, I, I, unless you can, unless you get dwarf removal early on, and s just totally swarm them. Uh, like if you're knocking down something, fouling it every turn, uh, and you've got Morgan, he's taking out a player every turn. You could chew through a, a dwarf team pretty quickly if you were lucky, um, and then the tables have turned a little bit. But as soon as they start hitting you with tackle, yeah, you're probably going to be falling to bits. Um, yeah. As far as, as far as the other stuff goes, like you know, I mean, 
I don't expect don't expect to keep your players. You know, like the only things that you're looking at keeping are the trolls. Realistically, I think I would consider with a fungus flinger. I would consider um, going down the Hail Mary Pass route. Uh, route. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also consider a leader caddy on them and uh, to take a four a four three roll. Um, but yeah, they're going to die as well. If they don't kill themselves, uh, <laughs> they're going to die. I pretty much wrote everybody off as being dead. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right to say save up for a bit of block on the trolls because they are going to accumulate some star player points reasonably. Yeah, and, and reasonably it's useful well. to have them on their feet as well. You know, you want them to yeah. be a little bit more reliable. They do have projectile vomit, which is great. You know, it's a lot less uh, risky than throwing unskilled blocks. Yeah. So, I mean, early on, you have to make a decision as to whether you're going to be trying to throw blocks with three dice if you can uh, and um, generate star player points down that route because, face it, trolls aren't scoring many touchdowns. You might get the, the odd one or two for uh, um, points for throwing uh, teammate uh, perfects or whatever. Yeah. But it's they're going to be few and far between. It's mostly going to be blocking cash that you're going to be getting with them. So, yeah, you might. This is one of the teams where you might elect to go down the block blocking route rather than projectile vomit yeah. just to get some star player points early. And like I said, like I wouldn't take the fungus, uh, hop, uh, no, the fun hoppers. Sorry, and the stilty runners. But I mean, if if I did have a stilty runner, it's skilled up random. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't dive and tackle or sneaky, get, I'd fire it. And the fungus, uh, the fun hopper. I mean, you could save up for wrestle, but you mean you'd be waiting for a long time. Oh, it would be dead before you'd saved oh. up for it. So yeah, pointless. Yeah. I don't think there's anything on uh, on that. Yeah, the extra movement with both those two is useful if you if you get sneaky git. Um, but yeah, they're more expensive than a normal snotling lineman uh, to foul with. Yeah. And as far as play style goes for me, like it is get the ball to whichever the good inducement that you've got, screen uh, so on offense, screen the fuck out of that with a bunch of snotlings, hit a lot of things with uh, with trolls, <laughs> anything that goes down, stand in its head yeah. every turn. Doesn't matter if you're only getting plus one uh, on it. Obviously, try and maximize as much. Uh, um, as you're going to get on things, and, yeah. and go back to skills. I think guards a good one with the trolls for that because you're getting the um, even if they're in a tackle zone, uh, grab and yeah, guard. Right. There's some good synergy with that pushing things behind you, and even if they're still in a, ta- a bunch of tackle zones on the front on the line, you, you're going to get that uh, assist. So there's there is there is a fair amount of of stuff you could do with this team, but you're going to spend most of your time chasing your tail. Um, and if if you've got Hackflam and you don't protect him and he gets murdered in the first half, you're probably on a hiding to nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got Morg, I mean, you can carry on Morg. I mean, he's uh, Adj 3. Uh, same with Varag as well. Um, you could carry with both of them um, if you went down either route. Um, and that might be better against uh, teams with the like a tackle skill set uh, 
to carry on a higher strength player um, because they have to commit so much more of a resource to uh, get the player to well to even the numbers to block it in the first place. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that's probably the route I would go. Okay. So on to tournament roster. Yeah, do you want to go yours first? No, no, you go yours first, mate. Okay, so I've gone slightly, slightly different. I, I've gone a bit more tools in the in the pot here because mm-hmm. um, you obviously like the uh, low cost lineman doesn't make a difference here, you know. So you're not getting the extra really, and you can't because of the way the NAF champs one set up, you can't take more than one star player this time. Yeah. You're only allowed one. If you were allowed more than one, I would have done a completely different roster. Um, so I took two trolls, mm-hmm. two fungus flingers, two stilty runners, two fun hoppers, seven snotlings, three rerolls, hack phlegm, riotous rookies, and three bribes. Um, yes. That might have left me with a bit of extra cash. Can't remember. If it did, it would go into equal split. It might be forty k actually. Equal split uh, assistant coaches and cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? I have gone for something very very different. Okay. Controls. Two pump wagons, two stealthy runners, two fun hoppers, two fungus flingers, then five snotlings, and I picked up Glark. Yep. Uh, I completely bypassed buying bribes because I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, three reels, four assistant coaches, three cheerleaders, one of the grain. Okay. Totally off-piste. Um, uh, I am just going for rapid miniature removal. Yeah, I think you can... If if Glart's doing his bit um, and the Mighty Blow and the Trolls is doing their bit and, yep. and you get the odd foul through... Um, well, what, yeah, I've, you, what I've done skill-wise will probably add a little bit more weight to it. Um, I've guarded up both the trolls. Okay. I have taken the double uh, and given one of the pump wagons block. The two stealthy runners have both got sure feet, just to increase mm-hmm. their um, their speed. And then two of the linemen have given them sneaky get. Okay. So. I'm just going for a big wow show as quick, so, as, as, quick as possible. Yeah, for my um, for my skills, I've taken block on one of the trolls and guard on the other. Mm-hmm. I've given both the fungus flingers Hail Mary pass. Yep. Um, <laughs> I've taken two sneaky get on snotlings. Yep. And I took a dive and tackle on a fun hopper. Uh, but... I mean, I mean, I I sat there thinking, 
maybe I should just not bother with the fun harvest and stilty runners again and just go for an extra re-roll instead. Um, but uh, yeah, I was humming and hawing over that um, and thought I'd prefer the extra movement just in case Hackflem does get um, uh, carked earlier on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've got like eight, uh, I've got 16 players. Um, so do I. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I've got 16 players plus riotous rookies as well. Yeah. Uh, so I could have as many as um, 23 players if that maxes out. How much is riotous rookies again? 100k. Yeah. So I, I felt that was more worthwhile than the pump wagons. And, and You see, yeah, see when you say that, I could just drop one of the pump wagons and get that. Yeah. So that was the other thing I thought about was a pump wagon um, dropping a bribe and some of the other stuff and going with a pump wagon. But then I thought, well, you know, it's going to get sent off. I'd rather have the bribes for fouling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I may, and, and the reason I probably wouldn't use I'd consider the bribes on the fungus flingers. Um, but because I've got two of them with Hail Mary Pass, you know, like if one of them died or something like that, I've still got the other for the next drive. Yeah. Um, so I think I could probably get away with that um, without having to use bribes on that and just focus the bribes on the fouling element. Have, um, you, um, have you seen any snortling teams in action anywhere? Um, no, but I know... Um, Jack H won uh, one of the Car- uh, uh, Carlisle tournaments with um, uh, a Morgan Hackflame build. Yep. Um, I don't know how, I don't know what he was playing against or, or what the quality of the team, the, the people that he was playing against was like. But, um, so I can't really provide any context on that front. But um, uh, yeah. Um, he's a, he's a good player as well, so it's mm-hmm. not like he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I haven't come up. We we don't have a snotling team in the league. Um, up here, and I didn't play snotlings. I played ogres at um, Killy Bowl. Played against ogres rather. Sorry, at Killy yeah. Bowl. So no, it's just interesting. I'd really like to see it transpire. I mean. My my gut feeling says that your tournament roster would be better. Would maybe have more longevity throughout a game than mine would. Um, yeah, so with two two pump wagons getting sent off, yeah. and two fungus. Uh, did you take fungus flingers in the end? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that's four players that are going to get sent off at some point during the game. Yeah. Um. And did you take any bribes? No. That's yeah. what the strategy was, just go everything or nothing at the start. Yeah, so I mean, you could have a pump wagon. I mean, you could decide to keep a pump wagon off or uh, and um, a, a fungus flinger off each each drive if you wanted to kind of try and improve the likelihood of uh, you getting. But I mean, all that happens, you know what it's like with uh, secret weapon stuff on teams. Yeah. If you're playing a team that's going to dominate you, they'll grind it out uh, to um, to score on their turn eight, leaving you having uh, with those players getting sent off 
and then having to feel if you if they've smashed you about having to field them again and they're just, you're just not going to have them for the second half. Yeah. Um, or they'll score, they'll force you to score really early, uh, or they'll score really early, and then smash you about. So yeah, you end up. Yeah, I think you'd struggle to field a full team in the second half with your one. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I'm, I mean, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not sold on the Snotlings, and this comes to the point where we have to judge. You know, what's their rating out of ten for winning a tournament based upon the, the players' pack that we've got. And, you know, oh, I, 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 I. I wouldn't want to give them any more than a two. Yeah, I'd I'd say two or three, three max, and that's being yep. generous in the hands of somebody who really knows what they're doing. And based um, again, rookie coaches, that's based upon the player pack that we are that we are discussing. If there's players, other player packs out there, you know, we we touched on you know one that was playing Carlisle, where he had access to two star players. Maybe there's a bit more money going around for the lower tier teams. That would then change the dynamic drastically. Yes, yes. I think if you could, if you could induce Hack Fleming Morg comfortably mm-hmm. with a decent bench, I think that would kind of make things a little bit more um, suitable. Yeah, that, that changes it, and it definitely especially would if, yeah, especially if you're getting multiple doubles. Um, for lower tier teams as well, or sorry, sorry not doubles, uh, secondary skills, because um, you could double block the trolls as well. In which case, you've got like a front line of three strength uh, five plus players, all with block and all with yep. at least mighty blow plus one. Your removal potentials greater, great, more greatly increased with that. Um. Especially if you start coupling sneaky getting amongst there as well, and mm-hmm. you could even um, you could even dis- uh, dispense with the uh, with one of the blocks and just give a dirty player to a snotling. <clears throat> Although that's, that's an expensive uh, expensive snotling that will no doubt get killed the moment you've done it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's. I think I think there is there is potential for this team to do reasonably well, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna they're not gonna win the NAF championships. Um, no, for sure. I, I've no. actually I'd considered taking this build to the NAF championships. Like uh, I, I see the UKTC as being the the tournament I'm probably gonna go to play with a bit more sort of competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and NAF champs, I fancy just having fun. Uh, so I, I'm considering taking a Snotland team or a Goblin team or something like that to the NAF champs. That'll be interesting to hear back. I mean, um, to hear about the, the formation of that the closer we get to the event itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's quite close in, in terms of it's not actually that far away, so whether I'll be able to uh, get games in or... Uh, paint the damn team uh, between now and then would be uh, the key to that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so it really only needs us to cover the um, uh, the star players that are available. Um, so they've got oh. they've got a decent range. Uh, you've got helmet. Uh, you've got Hackflem and Morg, who we've said are both good. 
Yep. You've got Glart, who I think has got a place as well. Glart's uh, a good option um, instead of Morg. If you're taking, you could take Hackflim and Glart quite comfortably. Uh, Black Gobble is actually quite good. Another Bombardier with um, uh, the two two foul actions uh, in a turn um, as his special rule thing. Um, they've got Crack and Crumbleberry, who I wouldn't touch again. No point in them. And Varag, um, and they've also got uh, Creek Rust Gouger. He can play for um, for them. Uh, he's the um, Rat Ogre Ball and Chain guy. Yep. Uh, he looks quite good. I think he's got potential as well with him being movement five and strength seven, um, and him having um, prehensile tail. And his special rule as well, with it being like he um, he doesn't get sent off the first time he's on the pitch. If you can keep him on his feet, which being strength sevens, uh, folk are going to be chucking an uh, uphill dice at him. Um, if you can keep him on his feet and stop him from getting knocked out, uh, or or worse. Um, he may he may well end up making the second drive as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny now that we get digging into the star players more. This sort of idea of my mind in my mind was that when you're putting together a snowballing team, you almost have to see the matrix sort of thing and look beyond the standard roster to branch out into the the sort of star player universe and draw them all in. Um, yeah. This is definitely a, definitely a team that you'd be looking at your opponents in your in a league situation and thinking, what have they got, and how can I break it? Mm-hmm. And then you, you're choosing based on that. I mean, access to a chainsaw player is uh, useful. I'm expecting that they'll probably have access to uh, Bomber Dribble Snot and Fungus the Loon when they turn up as well. Um, yes, you'd expect that. Um, and if they are similar to their previous things, they're useful low cost star players. Uh, yeah, I was always a fan more. of fungus. Yeah, I, I'm. I was. I think my favourite goblin one is Nobla Blackwort. With him being a having been a blodger and having a chainsaw, um, he was always a a good option to take. So he was a, he was difficult to put down. You needed pows or something with tackle to hit him. Uh, but but yes, um, I think fungus the loon was always a common one for me as well um yeah. i think yeah given how they're usually quite a bit cheaper you could still max out on them and and, and morgue or them and hack and then just get a butt ton of uh bribes and other bits and bobs there's also things like um uh biased refs or whatever they're called and um think to fixer who would actually work quite nicely with these teams as well some of the stuff they do. So this is a, this is an inducement team. Yeah. Um, you're going to be spending money on inducements all the time, and you're going to build your inducements around causing as much problems as possible for your opponent to increase your chances. Yeah. Uh, it ain't going to work ninety percent of the time, but when it does work, it'll be hilarious. So yeah, very much for the entertainment. But if you are going to attend the NAF Championships, uh, don't expect to walk away with with the top prize. Maybe the Stunty Cup. I think that's a yeah, good possibility. Yeah, 
if you weren't really competitive, you might get the Stunty Cup. Um, I think you'd be more likely to get with us with a Snotland team or a Halfling team than you would with a Goblin or an Ogre team, maybe. Agreed. Although, having said that, Ogres with Griff is definitely a thing. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, I think that's up to the the coaches and rookie coaches to decide now. Yes, yes. And good luck to them with their little snotland cunts. <laughs> so the the only the only thing for us left to do now uh, is uh, just talk through what we hope to get done next uh, by next time. Um, so in between now and our next podcast, uh, I have got some friendly games of bowl action arranged. So we'll actually get to meet and roll dice with some people. Um, so hope to be able to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm focusing a bit of my gaming time in this first couple of months to some of the the newer um, bowl action players that are joining the community, uh, similar to what I did at the end of last year, just talk them through rules and get them up on their feet and, you know, show them some of the fun side of the game uh, before they get sort of deeper into the, the community itself. Um, Hobby-wise, uh, you know what, I still don't think I'll have anything finished. I just need to continue to make progress. Um, but I think at a push I've got the vehicles um, undercoated with her base green colour applied. Uh, oh, look, let's let's have a laugh and try and finish. I'll try and finish a unit of twelve militia. Okay. Yeah. Try and finish a unit of twelve militia on their bases, on their fancy bases. So I've at least got a unit complete, and I know the, the if, what I'm aiming for is achievable. If if what's in my head can actually apply in real life. We'll go with that. Yep. That's it. And hopefully not spend any money. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure what I'll get done this next month because like, I'll be in well, I'll be offshore next week. And um, so, yeah. Um... I don't know. I'll I'll definitely have finished uh, McNuggets for mm-hmm. players. There's a good chance I'll have made a start on the vamps. Um, I need. I I could really do with making a start there. I've got. I've kind of given myself a target of having painted them by March because I I, I won't be able to play in the league this month or or February. Uh, there's no games this month anyway, and February I'm away for two weeks out of the the four. So. Um, it's not really on the cards for that. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's that's achievable, but maybe not by the end of the next. Uh, not by the time we record next. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. I'm kind of keeping it kind of streamlined to that. I might paint. I might start painting one of uh, one of the Chaos Warriors or Champions of Nurgle or something like that from the old Hammer stuff. Um. Just to start kind of chipping away at them individually. I've also got a kind of part painted sloppity bile piper, um, 
that I could probably do with uh, finishing as well. So there's may maybe that as well um, in amongst the mix to get a model done and dusted because it's probably about um, forty percent of the way through um, its uh, paint job. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm trying to keep it light because I, I don't know how much time I'll have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that should, that should be about it. Well, cool. with that all being said and done, Rookie Coaches, welcome uh, to 2022. Uh, I hope, beyond hope, that we all have a better year coming uh, than the previous couple of years have been, because it's mean, fucking shit. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure this year I'll pick up. Um, I didn't have a sense of it in 2020, because obviously the world literally had fallen to complete rat shit in 2020. Last yep. year was a bit of a write-off with stop-start and stuff, uh, but at least we got at least, well, at least I got to one Blood Bowl tournament last year. Mm -hmm. um, this this year, I think after a bit of a stumble at the start of the year, I think it's it's just going to get to a point where everybody's just going to have to start doing stuff and being a bit more kind of um, getting out there and doing things, um, and I'll follow suit with that. Uh, as much as I possibly can. Um, I'm not planning on going on a massive number of tournaments this year. I think the the main ones for me will be UKTC and NAF champs, and if I can pick up the odd one in Scotland uh, here and there, I'll I'll do that. But yeah, um, yeah. I think off the top of my yeah. head, off the top of my head, I'm going to be trying to make it to six full action events this year. You're going to make so, it to any Blood Bowl tournaments? It'll be touch and go. It'll depend on time and location. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to do it, but uh, there's a bolt action event end of March in Aberdeen for one day. Then there's whatever two-day event I might be able to make it to at the start of April. So that could be Cardiff or Nottingham or Denmark. Fingers crossed, something will happen. Two-day World Team Championship in Cork in May. There'll be the two-day Scottish Nationals in Bathgate again. There'll be a one-day event in Bathgate again. And then I would expect there to be at least one other one-day event before the end of the year. I would hope. Even if I have to run it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Sad times. Anyway, bang the back, Gabe. Let's call it a night. Hope the recruiters yes. has enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys all again next month. Uh, as always, if you've got any um, messages, questions, um, advice, comments, send them in a private message to myself and Phil, or comment on our Facebook page. Two guys, one dice cup. Uh, take care. We'll see you again soon. Take it easy.